today. We glorify you. We magnify you. God, you said, let everything that has breath give you praise. So, God, we praise you, God. We praise you, God, for what you have already done. God, we're not praising you, God, for what you're going to do. We're praising you for what you have already done. Because, God, you said it's finished. So the only thing we got to do is thank you and praise you, God, for everything that you have already done. Oh, we offer up a sacrifice of praise in this house. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you, God. Hallelujah. Glory to the highest. Hallelujah. God, we honor you. God, I just say thank you, God. I thank you for my helper, my teacher, my comforter, the one that walks alongside of me. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that this word will be illuminated on today. It will be penetrated. It will go down into our hearts. It will come out of our mouths like a two-edged sword, like a fire that devours everything around us, like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. Lord, let this word become fire shed up in our bones where we cannot contain it in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, God, for light coming through this word on today. In Jesus' name. And God, I honor you, God, and I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I that live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So you shall get the glory and the honor, God, through this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's hear what God has to say on today. Go with me to the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter. And I know God got a word for his people on this morning. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, I'm going to begin at verse 10, and I'm going to end at verse 12. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 10. Hallelujah. And we honor God because we honor his word. The word of God now read. By the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. I'm going to read it again. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. I want you to meditate on that because I want to talk about the eliminator. The eliminator. And when we look at eliminate, is one who eliminates, one who get rid of, one who eliminates, one who gets rid of. And as I was meditating on this, the Lord was bringing forth the eliminator and Jesus is the eliminator because he eliminated, he got rid of sin once and for all. And I want you to catch this. He got rid of sins once and for all. 
How did he do it? By making himself that sacrifice. The Bible says that the priests stand daily making sacrifices. And I mean this continually. They had to make those sacrifices morning and evening. They had to stand daily. But this one man, which is Jesus Christ, he made that one sacrifice forever, once and for all, and he sat down on the right hand of God, meaning that it is finished. There are no more sacrifices for sin. Sin has been dealt with once and for all. That means that he dealt with past, present, and future sins. Sins have been dealt with once and for all. Sin has been totally eliminated. And we're going to talk about why people are still in sin. It is not because it has not been dealt with. And this is what we got to understand. Um, Sin is not um, keeping people from getting to heaven because Jesus dealt with sin. What's keeping people from getting to heaven is accepting the sacrifice, which was Jesus Christ, that was made for sin. That's what's keeping people from getting into heaven. People are telling people, this is what you got to do to get to heaven. You have to come to church. You have to pay your tithes. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to wear certain clothes. They tell you everything that you got to do to get to heaven. But when you go into the word of God and you allow the word of God to be illuminated, when you allow the light of God to come on and the light to shine in the midst of the darkness that you have heard, which is not the word of God. If Jesus done away with sins, now I want you to see this. These priests would have to take that lamb. That lamb had to be perfect. It had to be without spot nor blemish. It had to be a perfect lamb, meaning that God said, you're not going to offer me anything. What you give me have to be clean. It have to be pure. It can't be defected. This is why they could not use a lamb that was up in age because that lamb would start, you know, messing around, start having babies. He said, I want a lamb that is pure, that is innocent, that has not been with another. So he said, I want you to give me that lamb out of your sheepfold that's perfect, that's not contaminated, that's not defected. He said, that's what I want. And I want you to bring that lamb to me as a sacrifice. So those priests had to check that lamb. See, the priests had duties in the um, tabernacle. So if they checked that lamb and the lamb was okay, then the slaughter began. Those priests had to stand morning and night. Dealing with these sacrifices because people were continually coming in with these burnt offerings to offer up um, that sacrifice for their sins. So after they'd done all of this, and I'm getting somewhere, these priests never sat down. But it said when Jesus got on that cross and he died for our sins. I want y'all to understand this because we're missing it in the body of Christ. We're looking at people like they are so defected because they haven't gotten it right. You got to understand that before you accepted Jesus, you were just like they were. Now, I want to talk about this again. We're looking at people that's in the world. We're looking at them like, oh, I got it going on. The only reason you got it going on is because of what Jesus does. 
we're trying to get them into rituals. We're trying to tell them this is how you got to do it. That's self-righteousness. We don't um, live by self. We live by the blood of the lamb. So you got to understand anything that you're trying to do to get something from God, you might as well give it up because it ain't going to work. So this is what was happening here. Jesus want us to understand, and y'all, I have to say it over and over again so you know where I'm going. He said that he sacrificed for sins once and for all. That means Jesus said, I'm not doing it no more. Sin ain't the problem, y'all. The problem is rejecting the sacrifice, which is Jesus Christ, because he did a way which was separating us. Because that's why Isaiah says in 59 two, he said, your iniquities have separated you from God. And because of your sin, he has hid his face from you. So God said, in order for me to have fellowship with my people, he said, in order for me to do this, sin has to be done away with. And he said, there's nobody that can do away with sin because they are contaminated. They are sinners and they cannot keep all of my standards, all of my laws, all of my rules, all of my regulations because if they break one, they broke them all. So where am I going? I'm going to talk to the goody two shoes in the house. The ones that's so goody goody that feel like they're holier than thou. That feel like I don't lie, I don't steal, I don't cheat. But if you gossip, you just as bad as a liar. You just as bad as a thief. And if you bite, backbite with, you know, dealing with someone, you just as bad as a murderer. Sin is sin. Ain't no big sin, ain't no little sin. Sin is sin, and God said, I done away with all of it because I know you could not keep my law. So why are we coming down on people when they mess up? Why do we come down on them? Because we think I'm better than you. No, everybody in this place got some blemishes, even where you sit. You can say what you want. Because back up under the old law, people, even if your actions look good and your thoughts wasn't, you dead. We got it mixed up and messed up. And that's not how God set it up. He said he done away with sins once and for all. And he did it because we could not do it, y'all. This is why he had to pay a price that we could not pay. So let me tell you something. He is the eliminator. He eliminated something that none of us could eliminate. And the Holy Spirit is telling me right now, we're beating people up with the word. Trying to get them to do something that he's already done. Salvation has already been paid for, not by you, but by the great eliminator. So you can't keep beating them up with the word. Thou shall not. That's under the law. Grace came in on the picture and gave you some mercy. Gave you some goodness. Gave you some loving kindness. So you don't have to beat a person up because they failed. The Bible tells me all of us have fallen short to the glory of God. We can't look at a drug addict and a prostitute and look at them as being less than what we are. Because in God's eyes, all of our righteousness. 
never make it. You're going to die in your sins. In that case, all of us should have been dead. Come on, let's get it right. If we're going to teach it, let's teach it right. Am I saying it's all right to say no? But I'm saying when you know what he died for, when you know what he done, you don't crucify somebody else because he's already been crucified. And because of his crucifixion, when you accept what he's done, that's when you become crucified. And it's no longer you that live, but it's him that live in you. And if he wasn't living in you, you wouldn't be able to go to the throne, y'all. So you're telling people, this is what you got to do. This is how, oh, if I did what I wanted to do, I'd be a dead. But it's because of Jesus. Y'all, it's because of Jesus. I want y'all to understand today, it's because of Jesus. It ain't no good that none of us in this place have done. It's because of Jesus. So we need to lay off folks. See, we speak truth in love. But we don't beat him up with the word because Jesus didn't do it. Go with me. Let the fire continue burning. Go with me to Romans. I want y'all to understand this because I'm going somewhere. But I got to tell you about what Jesus done because we couldn't do it. So we need to quit condemning people. We need to quit saying you could or you should or you would have. Let me tell you something. Why didn't you? Why ain't you doing it now and you say? But we're looking at other people like you should have known, but you should have too. Because even that lie you're thinking about doing in your head, you just as guilty. Look at Romans 3, verse, uh, I'm going to start with 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But listen at verse 24. Being justified, that means declared, pronounced righteous, freely by his grace. I want y'all to check this. We have all fallen short to the glory of God. But then that next verse say, being justified, declared, pronounced righteous, freely by his grace. Do y'all know what that means? That means it was free. It was nothing that we had to do. Grace was unearned, undeserved favor that God gave us. That's how we got pronounced, declared righteous. It was not anything that we had done. It was free. It come through grace. But we know in order to obtain what he has given us, it has to be through faith, right? So it says here that being justified freely by his grace. Listen at this. Through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. Redemption means that there was a price that was paid. We was redeemed because of him, not because of us. When you redeem, when a price has been paid, it's just like somebody kidnapping a person and they want a ransom. They're saying the only way you can get this person back is you got to pay this ransom. Jesus paid the price for us, y'all. He paid the ransom because understand that when you sin, the penalty of sin is death. 
The wages of sin is death. So there's a penalty that had to be paid. And Jesus said, I'm going to pay that penalty. That's why the Bible said God made him who knew no sin. God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So ain't no good, y'all, that we have done. See, what people think, you know, I'm a good person. I come to church. I help people. You know, I go visit the nursing homes. I even pay my tithes in church. But have you accepted Jesus asked, no, I haven't accepted him because I'm good. I don't do like everybody else do. See, there was a Pharisee and then there was a taxpayer. And that Pharisee, he was coming to Jesus based on his righteousness. He was saying, I pay tithes, I fast, I pray twice a week. I don't do like this other man does. I don't commit adultery. I don't do what he does. So he was trying to justify himself based on his works. Come on, we got people in here today doing the same thing. I come to church, I fast, I pray. I don't do like this one do. I don't act like that one act. So I know I'm going to heaven. That's what we say. But then there was the taxpayer, the publican. Only thing he could do was look down, right? He beat his chest. Because he know everything that he did was wrong. He didn't look at, you know, trying to prove himself or anything. He got accepted by God because he accepted what God done on his behalf. Because he knew within himself he was not acceptable. What am I telling you today? We forget that if it was not for Jesus, we wouldn't be here today. We're still trying to do things on our own to prove ourselves, even before God, even while yet we're saved. But he went on to say that we were justified. We were declared righteous, pronounced righteous freely by his grace through the redemption that was paid by Jesus Christ. And then it said, whom God has set forth to be an atonement through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. So we see that all of this is because of Jesus. It is because of God's grace. It's no good that we have ever done. So what we tend to do is when we get super saved, I call it super saved. When we get super saved and talk the Bible, we look down on other folks. But I can tell you this. My Bible tells me that Jesus said, I came to seek and save. Those that were lost. He didn't come to condemn them. That's what we come with. We come with condemnation. We come with guilt. We always got to tell people what you should have, could have, would have been doing. But if we do it the way that Jesus do it, and we speak truth in love, this is what's going to draw people unto him. Because he was a loving God. The Bible said, even while yet we were sinners. He proved his love. He demonstrated his love by dying on our behalf. Now, Miracle Temple, why are we going back to this place? The reason why we're going back to this place is because we need to know that it's not because of us. We need to know that it's because of him. 
And the more we know it's because of him, we can help somebody else receive what we have already received from him, which is eternal life. This is why we have to understand we're not coming to condemn nobody. We're not coming to make them guilty because we were in that place before. But when the good news, the gospel of the kingdom come to us about what Jesus have already done on our behalf, this is when we show compassion. This is when we show love. This is when we begin to turn away and begin to fast and pray on the behalf of the ones that are lost. Every day I begin to pray and say, Lord, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. God, send your labors in the midst of the harvest. And as I begin to pray that, I begin to say, God, and I bind the hands of the enemy where he want to blind the minds of the unbelievers, keeping them from believing this glorious gospel. Because I was once lost, but thank God that I'm found because of what Jesus done. Y'all got to understand that we're living in a fallen world. The things that you are seeing now, you should not be surprised. The reason why some of you are seated is because your eyes have become open. And the reason why you wasn't seated before because you was doing what they. But when your eyes get illuminated, you begin to see your surroundings. You begin to understand I'm living in a fallen world. But because of his grace and because of his mercy, I have been forgiven. But they yet don't know what he's done. So if we don't tell them. They're going to still be lost. And that's what the enemy want. Jesus said, I come to seek and save those that are lost. The only thing we're trying to seek is things for ourselves. That's not the purpose of the reason why God want us out here. He want us out here to do what Jesus already done. But we're taking too much time seeking our needs. But there's people out there that are dying right by you. And if we get in our rightful place, we can minister, we can give them a chance. This is why he told Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I want you to warn them. And I'm paraphrasing it. He said, Ezekiel, I want you to warn them. If you don't warn them, Ezekiel, the blood is going to be on your hand. He said, but if you warn them, the blood ain't on your hand, Ezekiel. So what am I telling you? If you're getting taught the word of God, and I know you're getting taught Miracle Temple, and you out there about your little business and you shopping and doing for you all the time, your heart, you should have a compassion. No, you don't have to be an evangelist, have a call, because all of us are supposed to evangelize. He gave us the great commission. He didn't just leave it for the fivefold. He left it for the body of Christ. That's why you got the fivefold to teach you how to go out and make disciples. The devil don't want the church taught. That's why you got this plagiarism going on in the church. That's why you got all of these mind games going on in the church. That's why everybody's looking at the pastor, pulling on the pastor, because the church ain't in order. When the church get in order, we become one body. And every joint supplies. But what do we do? We wait on the pastor to save them, to heal them, to deliver them. But it ain't up to the pastor. The pastor's job is to teach you. And it's your job to go out and lay hands on the sick. It's your job to go out and to 
chairs. Oh, we got some issues in the house. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I'm going to a second win. Because I'm going to tell you something up in this house today. It's time out. We got people dying. Dropping off the face of this earth. And we getting in groups. Come on, y'all. We getting in groups. Well, I wonder if they were saved. You may not can account for that one. But can you account for the ones you pass by? Can you make an account for them? Sheep begot sheep. It is the pastor's job when the sheep get out of order to take the hook of the rod and pull the sheep back in. But it's your job as a sheep. To go out and begot sheep and make disciples. Some of us get too high and sedated. Well, I got a title. That title puts me aside to do all that. I don't do that no more. Everywhere you go, we should be proclaiming Christ. Because there's people that's talking about him, but they ain't being about him. You got a lot of people that ain't saved that talk about him more than we do. That begin to tell you about him, but they ain't yet accepted what he has done. You got more sinners talking about him than we do. Because there was a little one. His name was Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus was taking money from people. But the day that Jesus come in town. See, Zacchaeus had to hear about Jesus. And Zacchaeus, they said, was so little, he got up in a tree. See, when you want him badly, you will even climb in a tree so you can see him and reach for him. He climbed in the tree and Jesus turned around and said, Zacchaeus, you need to come down. He said, because salvation has come to your house today. Why? Because Jesus heard Zacchaeus' heart from the tree. Because he climbed up to the tree. Guess what? There's height up there, isn't it? I guess he said, I can reach heaven. But he was looking down. Why was he looking down? Because he said, I'm just a sinner. He said, I'm looking down on the one that heals, delivers, and saves, and set the captives free. And I need him on today. So he looked down to Jesus. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come on down. He said, salvation has come to your house today. And his heart got so turned, y'all. Zacchaeus was saying, I'm willing to give back everything. Oh, you tell me God can't turn you towards him when you're trying to give out money. Right, Brother Willie? When you're trying to give out money and just giving it away from the back of your seat. <laughs> Brother Willie know what I'm talking about. But you're trying to give away stuff because your heart is turned towards him. So when we look at Jesus as being this final sacrifice for sin, Jesus paid it all, y'all, for us. Because sin was separating us from God. This is why when that veil, when Jesus said it was finished and that veil got torn from the top to the bottom, there was no more separation to God. Because Jesus filled everything that needed to be fulfilled through himself. And this is what we need to start telling people. There is a kingdom. And it's the kingdom of heaven that God has prepared for us. 
And you don't have to wait to go to heaven to be a part of God's kingdom. You can be a part of everything that God is doing here and now. See, some people are singing, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that would be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing. Why aren't you singing and shouting now? Why, why aren't you singing and shouting now? Because he's in you. He's in you. Christ in us, the hope of glory. He's in us. So we should be joyous down here because he's given us the fruit of the spirit so we can show forth his love, his peace, his joy, his long suffering, his goodness, his faithfulness, his meekness, all of those nine gifts, fruit of the spirit. We should be bringing them forth, manifesting here on earth to let them know, yes, when is my time to go to heaven? I'm only going to be there a short time for seven years, but I'm coming back down here to a new heaven. Have anybody ever told anybody you're coming back? But God ain't sending you back until this new heaven and this new earth. But we're thinking that's where we're going to stay. No, because God is going back to the beginning, the way he set up things in the Garden of Eden and in paradise. So we need to tell people, quit telling people, yeah, you're going to be okay when you get to heaven. But let me tell you something. God said, I want them to have heaven here on earth. I want them to know that I'm a God that can give you everything you need even while you're here on earth. This is why we have to spend that time with God. And the more time we spend with him, the more we'll know what we have. So we're, we're learning. Now, some of us say, I already know that. Well, good. If you already know that, then some people that are around you should be accepted Jesus by now. Some people say, Well, I can't make them accept Jesus. No, you cannot make them accept Jesus. But you have a mouth and you can give them the word of God and you're giving them a choice to say, whom are you going to serve today? As for me and my house, we're serving the Lord. God don't want you to be left to yourself because when you're left to yourself and you're not accepting what he's already done, there's a place that has been created not for you but for the devil and his angels and God didn't create it for you so he don't want you to go there. So I'm here to give you what God has already provided so you can have heaven here on earth. You don't have to wait to get to heaven. You can have it here on earth. What gets me in funerals? Everybody is sending people to heaven. Everybody is going to heaven. Only thing I know is you're going to find out for real if you get there. But we're not here to preach a dead body in the heaven. You know why? Because they already lived their life. They already had a choice. And you don't know which way they chose. So you can't say that over a dead body because you don't know. So you're here for the the living, not the dead. So when they get ready to transition, you know for yourself that the ones that have truly accepted Jesus with their whole heart, you know because you heard them confess with their mouth. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Some people say some of them confess with their mouth, but they just go on back on into the, into the world and do what they want to do. There's a reason for that. 
And the reason is, let me tell y'all something. We talked about at Apostles Conference. When a person go through that gate, which is Jesus, and they come into the courtyard, they're being thankful at the gate. But when they get to that courtyard, they give God some praise. Because they know it should have been them instead of that sacrifice. And once they, that sacrifice is offered, y'all, they're supposed to go to the labor and be cleansed. The word is what cleanses you. The problem is we still got folks hanging around the altar and haven't gotten a cleansing yet through the word. So they're still going and ducking and dodging because they ain't getting their mind renewed through the word of God. We got some half-hearted Christians, y'all. We got some people that have not totally accepted Jesus with their whole heart. We got some that has been asked to come through the door, but really they're not coming through the door the way that they need to come to the door. So we have to make sure that when we offer salvation, the price has already been paid. We got to make sure that their hearts are open and receptive to receive what God has already provided. How do we know that? Because you're going to know a genuine believer. Amen. So we see that Jesus paid the price for all sins. Sins have been dealt with through Jesus. We couldn't do it on our own. But this is what God was showing me. God said, being that Jesus have done this, he have paid the price for us. He said, people really don't understand the effects of sin. He said, if they truly understood the effects of sin, born again people would turn away from what Jesus paid for. Now, I'm going to say this again. If you truly understood the effects of sin, that sin has brought upon this world, being that you have accepted Jesus, you would want a cleansing every day. Because let me tell you something. We do stay in a fallen world, y'all. We're seeing people being murdered and people acting like it's nothing. We're seeing people, you know, taking drugs and they're trying to get a high because of situation that they're going through. So they're trying to get through by feeling good. This is why you have drug addicts. Once they get a taste of that drug, they want more. They want more because it done something on the inside of them to put them in a place to say, let me go back and get more. But if they don't know the root of the reason why they're coming to get more, they're thinking that's my savior. That's just like an alcoholic. An alcoholic drinks because they're trying to drink away their sorrows, their worries, or, or something that has happened tragically in their life. So when they get drunk, they don't have to think about it. But guess what? Everybody wake up. And they wake up with headaches, and then they take something to get rid of the headache, and now the bottle helps them get rid of the headache. So anything somebody pick up, they pick it up because there's a root to them picking it up. A person that eat a lot is called a gluttony, meaning that there's a sin some people say I, I'm not committing sin well how many times have you ate I'm going somewhere but yet you're talking to somebody else about lying and you're talking to them about lying while you on your fifth plate and you just talk well ain't that about your fifth plate I don't believe it is you just lie but you're telling them they need to quit their line. But you on your fifth. I'm going somewhere. Because I want to let you know we're trying to tell somebody to do something that we're not doing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Gluttony is a sin. Gluttony is a sin. Mm. So we see 
that when we look at sin, y'all, we don't look at small sins, little sins, or big sins. Sin is sin. We call it what it is. Sin is sin. You can't tell nobody to quit gambling, and every time you turn around, you're a beggar. Gambling is a sin. What is begging? Man don't work, he don't eat. Come on, same thing. We got to check ourselves. I'm t- trying to help somebody here. I'm trying to help somebody. This is why he made a way for us for past, present, and future sins. But when you acknowledge what you're doing, you turn around from what you're doing, and you don't go back in the same direction. You have a change of heart, a change of mind, and you get rid of it. So we got to quit condemning folk because we got to point our finger back at us. We don't come at them with condemnation because when we're in Christ, there is therefore now no condemnation. Go with me to Genesis. I'm going to prove something with the help of the Holy Ghost. We don't understand the effects of sin and what sin did to the world. We know that God created a perfect world. Everything that God created, y'all, when you read the first book, uh, chapter Genesis and this um, he rested in the in the second chapter it's because that he said everything that he created was good it was very good there was nothing out of place there were peace there was harmony upon the earth there was no sickness there was no disease there was no sin everything was good can y'all imagine you can even fellowship with the snakes Woo. And every animal, everything was good. You wasn't afraid. There was no fear. Y'all think about it. In the Garden of Eden, you just was totally relaxed. You walked around naked. You ain't worry about no shoes. You ain't worry about no underclothes, no clothes. You were totally free because you were clothed in his goodness, in his righteousness, in his purity. You were so sanctified, justified. You were so acquitted because you were in paradise. So everything was so good. God gave you authority over the earth. Everything was so good. And the thing was, God told Adam, he said, everybody else have a mate. He said, Adam, you shouldn't be by yourself. See, this is what I'm talking about. You shouldn't be by yourself. So God took the real from Adam and there was Eve, right? So he gave Eve to who? Adam. Then Adam realized, I got to leave father and mother. Ain't no more father and mother. I got to cleave to my wife. Men, you got to leave mama. Ain't no more mama. His wife. You can help your mama, but wife come first. Can y'all imagine that? Ladies and, and men, you've been all your life in your mom and daddy house. Mom and daddy always took care of you. Mom and daddy always was there to watch over you. But the day daddy give the daughter to that man, the daddy got to make it clear, this is my house, that's your house. This is my house, that's your house. This is my money, his money, your money now. This is my food, that's your food. So you got to make it clear. That's why you need counseling before marriage. Some people say, I don't need no counseling. I know. That's why we got divorce out here. Because you think you know everything. You think he or she is the love of your life. And now you can't stand them. Can't even stand to look at them, you cringe. Everything they say, they get on you. Get on my everlasting nerve. Now you got an everlasting nerve. Shouldn't have married that rascal. Should have left him at his mama house. 
And you knew I ain't cooked for you marrying me. I ain't even cooking my daddy house. You think I'm going to cook for you, nigga? Now, nah, we sanctified people using nigga. Then when a white person call you a nigga, you want to shoot him dead. And you invented it yourself. I'm trying to help you out. Save sanctified folk. Cursing in your mind at your husband. You have been dead. Cursing them out in your mind and smiling at them. Yes, honey. And then they scared to eat your food. Here, baby. I cooked something for you tonight. Oh, you did, honey. You trying to find little doggy now to let the dog eat it to see if he roll over. See, y'all, this is what happened in today's world in a fallen world. That tells you how close you getting to God by what's coming out of your mouth. That ain't God. Because even though the man do you wrong and you shouldn't have married him, you're supposed to humble yourself. You're supposed to feed them. Because that's what's going to draw them to Christ, even though they're treating you bad. Not, not, not whooping your butt. Not, not whooping your butt. We ain't going to have none on whooping you. Because they start whooping you, just call your daddy then. He whooped you? Daddy, he did more and whooped me. Some of you be lying to get that man butt tore up. Y'all know that man didn't touch you. The only thing he did was point at you. Not in my house. So we see everything was so well, y'all, in Genesis. And the enemy knew how well it was. And the enemy said, I want a piece of what I couldn't have in heaven. So he said, this is how I'm going to get it. The only way I can get what I want is through deception. Come on, y'all, we're living in a fallen world. People deceive you so much, you don't even know when they ain't telling the truth. I ain't going to lie to you. People today, they'll look in your face, won't even blink. I'm telling the truth, ain't that right, Jeremy? Look in your face, won't even blink. And you know the line. Come on, churn your flesh and blood. The one you raised, you changed the pampers. You took care of them when they couldn't take care of themselves. Then when they get in trouble. And you ask them, they won't tell you the truth. Why? Because they have a sin nature. And that sin nature is prone to lie. Why do you think your children won't lie? They got a nature in them and it comes from Satan. I don't care how good you raised them. They're going to turn from it. But you don't stop putting the word there. Because they may turn from it, but they're going to come back. Because I was a good liar. Stole some gum in my days too. Walk in the store, pick up the gum, put it in my mouth, chew it. Did I feel guilty? Yes, but the gum was still good. Y'all did it too. You want a piece of candy go in somebody's house? You knew it wasn't your candy. You eat the candy and act like you ain't ate it. So this is what was going on. So he used deception. But guess what he had to do? Y'all got to understand this. He had to get their eyes taken off of what they had. That's what deception does. Women, you can have a good husband. Hmm. 
And you know your husband good to you. Pay all the bills. Tell you, baby, you don't have to work. Buy you everything that need to be bought. And all of a sudden, this man come up in your face. And tell you how good you look and how lucky that man is and how he need to be doing this for you. And you know what he's doing for you. And you sitting there smiling. Not even saying nothing because you reject it. Because you want more from that husband. But the husband giving you the best he can. He's loving you. But you turning away from him because of your past hurt that you didn't deal with before you got married. So you ain't seeing the good that he done. You ain't seeing what he's doing even with the children. When you won't wake up and get them ready for school. He wake up and get them ready for school. And then say, baby, I left your breakfast. And you still laying there. This is what was happening. The devil was turning them away from the good that they had. Come on, y'all. Look at the world today. We're turning away. From the good that we have, we're losing focus on what we already have, y'all. So the enemy is deceiving us. This is what he did with Adam and Eve, with Eve first. Y'all don't think you can't be deceived because you saved? Come on, you got preachers deceiving you. You got preachers telling you you got to pay for your healing. You got preachers telling you you got to serve me before you even serve your mate. And some of y'all love going to church serving another man. Because you think that puts you in a place in church. I remember when I had a husband to confront me. Did someone talk to you about something? I said, okay. He said, I want to tell you this. He said, my wife don't cook for me at home. I'm like, Jesus? They don't cook for me at home. He said, but I know one thing. You didn't tell them not to because I heard one of your tapes. And you told them if you cannot cook for your husband, don't you bring me no food. He said, so I know it ain't in the church. He says, in her. When you start out teaching right, y'all ain't making me fat up in here. That's gluttony. That's the sin. Then I got to do stuff to work it off. Y'all know what I mean? No, no, don't bring that. That's too much. Back up a little bit. See, some people are like, yeah. So what am I telling you? When the enemy come into paradise, he mess with what God created. Can I tell you something? He messing with you. Because he don't need to mess with the sinner man. The sinner man is already a part of his kingdom. He's coming in the church to mess with the church. So he came and he messed with Eve. Why am I going back over this? Because I'm getting somewhere to let you know the effects of sin. This is what he did to Eve. He got a question, Eve, about what God said. Did God really say? Have y'all heard that phrase over and over again? Did God really say you healed? Did God really say your bills are going to be paid? Did God really say? Look at your bills. Look at how you feel. Did God really say this? So you know what we do. We speak the word. God said by Jesus Christ how we're healed. Then why are you having pain? If you're so healed, then why are you still in pain? Then this is what the enemy done. Eve put her eyes 
on what God told her. He didn't tell her not to touch it, but she knew touching it was going to get her to eat it. She put her eyes on what God told her not to do. How many of us do that? Whatever God is telling us not to do, the enemy put focus on what we should be doing. Getting back to that man and woman, the man so good, the man walk up to the woman. See, that's, that's Slick Rick right there. He's telling her how good she look and everything, and he's watching her. They work in the same place. They're eating lunch together. Oh, by the way, the woman is saved, and she's throwing in a few scripture. And the man, the devil know the word. So he's like, I'm in total agreement with you. You know, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And then the woman said, Dad, we make a connection. Me and my husband don't even connect like that when it comes to the word. Well, maybe, you know, we can have Bible study sometime. You know what? How about we just go to the library? We can go to an open place because, you know, people suspect different things. Okay, I'll meet you there. Get home. Tell the husband. You know, I got somewhere to go. I have to do a little bit of studying, and I want to get away from the house. Oh, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, go ahead, baby. Do what you need to do. You know, I understand sometimes we want to get away from the home. Who am I talking to in here? Go ahead, baby. Baby go every day. And baby come back acting worse than baby was acting before. Because now baby is saying, you don't do nothing. You don't even treat me the way I need to be treated. You don't hold me the way I need to be held. You don't even compliment me on how good I look. Next thing you know, she's with this no gooder. Because she never knew what she had. So here go Eve, y'all. I'm, I'm trying to keep this going because I want to show you something. The effects of sin. Here go Eve. Listen at what the word said. And when the woman saw the tree was good for food. Remember, she had everything that she needed, y'all. She wasn't hungry. God gave her everything. So when she saw that the, food was, the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, she ate it, and she gave to her husband. But look at this right here. The tree was good for food. Y'all, that's the lust of the flesh. The Bible says that in the world, the, when you love the world, then the love of God is not in you because the only thing the world has is the lust of the flesh the um, lust of the eyes and the pride of life. I'm going to get to the lust of this flesh. When we look at the lust of the flesh, that means that we're satisfying the flesh with everything that the flesh want. These sinful desires, y'all. So when we look at things, we begin to desire those things. And those things that we're looking at, we know we should not be looking at them because this is what Jesus paid the price for. I'm going somewhere. We're in a fallen world, people. I don't care how saved you are. Your eyes ain't yours no more. Your hands ain't yours no more. Your mouth ain't yours no more. This body belonged to Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going somewhere. When you look at the lust of the flesh, go with me to Galatians. I want to read it out of another Bible that um, expanded. Listen at this. With the works of the flesh. The wrong things the sinful self does, the work of the flesh, are clear. They're made known. This is what King James says. They're, they are made known because we stay in a fallen world. So the first thing is, y'all know that he's talking about, is adultery. I want to go there. 
Remember in paradise, it was only Adam and Eve. That was his only boo. Let me talk to you a minute. That was his only boo. That was the only one he's supposed to be with. That's the only one he's supposed to fondle. Was Eve. That's the way God created it. Man and woman in a married relationship. That's the time they come together in a marriage relationship. So he was saying the works of the flesh is dealing with the first one is adultery. And he said, this is made known, y'all. So that mean is man with one woman. Man with one woman. It ain't several women. It ain't chicks on the side. It ain't several booze. It ain't your wife, your honey, and then your girlfriend, your bun. No, it ain't that. You got one honey bun, and it is your wife. And you chose to take that wife out of her daddy's house and be faithful and true. You chose to make a covenant with that woman and saying for better, for worse, for sickness and in health, until death do us part. Even when we don't have money, honey, I'm still going to love you and I pray you love me. This is why you have to know what marriage is before you get into a marriage. Ain't no divorce because you don't like me no more. Ain't no divorce because I done got fat and wrinkled. Ain't no divorce because we don't cook no more. Ain't no divorce because we don't clean no more. Ain't no divorce because the woman can't have a child. Ain't no divorce because you choose a divorce because you getting tired of flipper. God hates divorce. Ain't no divorce because I fell out of love. When were you in love? Because when you in love, you never fall out of love. Now I can fuss that man out. But you do it. It's on and popping. That's how it's supposed to be. But we get it right in our house. Now, I'm making talk about it. Don't supposed to. I get it right. But you ain't going to be talking about it. You know how we get in a conversation. That man, that man, that man. Then somebody say something. Well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Hold up right there. Hold up right there. What, what did you say about my husband? Is that We just tore up from the floor like a windshield wiper. I'm calling you to tell you about him. I ain't telling you to tell me. Don't be telling me nothing. That's my husband. I do all the talking on this phone. So look at this, y'all. These are the works of the flesh. You got adultery. Listen at this. This is something, y'all. This is a fallen world that we live in. That things were happening, that began to happen in the Garden of Eden. I want y'all to understand this. You got adultery. He didn't stop at adultery. He said even fornication. Fornication is having sex outside of marriage. And in the fallen world, we're thinking about, this is what we're thinking about. Men look at a woman, marry. I like to have some of that. In your mind. Ooh, I'm finna bust a bubble. In your mind, I would like to have some of that. And with your wife. Didn't cast it down either. Let it float in the atmosphere. 
Then get with your wife and see somebody else that you say you would like to have. This is why you got to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it is the issue of life. Men, when you see a woman that look good, you need to turn away from it because whatever your eyes see is what your eyes is going to project. What are some people saying? Well, pastor, I got to just die not in. No, you don't. Because when you're so full of him, that don't mess with you. How do I know? Let me tell you how I know the goodness of Jesus. Because when I work, this is just how I am. My husband didn't have to tell no man, step off. I knew who I was. Oh, no, 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 no. I was married now, and I'm happily married. Get to getting. You get to getting, getting. They don't mess with me no more because I don't give them the time of day. Do you know what's wrong with married folk today? You want to be looked at. You want to be, that's a fallen world. You want to be complimented because you're feeling some little rejection. So when somebody tell you you look good from the front and the back, well, glory. (laughs) Then you'd be twisting a little bit harder. Now you're saying, oh, glory. Couldn't get you to say it in church. Come on, this is truth. Y'all, this is real. These are the effects of sin. I'm trying to help you out to let you see. We want to be complimented. We want to be looked up to. These are the effects of the fall, y'all. I'm telling you the truth. When you get in a place with God, you look at yourself in the mirror. You can put on something and know it ain't right and say, oh, no, this ain't working out for me. I got to pin it from the top to the bottom. This ain't working out for me. Then you got to bend over and say, what I see. You don't bring temptation to nobody. Your husband shouldn't have to tell you that ain't right. Because the Holy Ghost in you going to let you know, take it off. Nobody, when you get a relationship with him, you ain't trying to look big and booby. Your husband don't have to tell you a t-shirt too tight. That's an undergarment. Button it up. We living in a fallen world. We shouldn't be wearing what the world wears. Hey, you a Christian hanging with somebody in the world. They can't tell who's saved and who unsaved. Baby, I want to get with you. Do you know who I am? I'm saved, sanctified, and filled. my game because my husband know how I am even when my husband said that look good I said "Mm, I got to take that off because I'm filled with the Holy Ghost I'm filled with the burning fire and I don't do like everybody else do I do it the way the Holy Ghost want me to do it if he said take it off and don't put it back on maybe that's for me and not for you but I know who I am I ain't gonna say I like something because you like it that's not me that's not who I am. I'm going to be who God want me to be. Two of them, adultery, fornication. When the world, when sin entered the world, the Bible said sin entered, check this, by one man. 
Original sin came from one man, which was Adam, and death passed upon all men by that one sin, and death by that one man, and death passed upon all, all have sinned. Do y'all know through Adam's original sin, we inherited it through that one man? This is why David said, I was born in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Because David knew that we were staying in a fallen world. Why do y'all think y'all got so many of them psalms? Because David knew what was going on around him. So we see here when we're dealing with the lust of the flesh, it's dealing with all of these areas. Uh, anybody in here? It says <laughs> adultery, fornication, uncleanness. Let me break it on down. Uncleanness is acts that you're doing that's impure. It's impurity. Homosexuality is in that act. Because God did not create woman to be with woman nor man to be with man. He loved us, but he don't like that because he turns away from that. And people say, that's whom I was created to be. No, babies. God created male and female. And when he created them, he blessed them to come together as husband and wife and replenish the earth then and only then. Not outside of marriage do you replenish the earth. You know why? Because your children become what? Y'all know what they call kids. Your kids get a name outside of what we do. Because when people fornicate, when two come together and they really don't supposed to be together, you got kids all over the place wondering who's my daddy. The mama don't know who the daddy is because she don't slept around with everybody because she thought that's how it's a fallen world. The effects of sin is out of place. But guess what? God loves you in spite of what you do. This is what I'm telling you today. So you can't look at those people that way. You got to let them know God loves you outside of that. God haven't only saved you, but he already saved your children through what you done. But why am I teaching this to help you in the here and now? To let you know, you just don't lay it down and have kids because your kids are affected by what you do. And if you're living in a house like that, kids think this is how you're supposed to live. And I'm going to tell them the truth. Okay, who it is? I'm going to tell you the truth. That's not God's original plan. That's not the way God said it should be. And that's not the way that you should have it to be because it don't have to be this way. You got to tell truth, y'all. Knowing the truth is what sets you free. And if you told the truth, you don't have to keep beating them with the truth because guess what's going to eventually happen? God is going to still send people along their path to verify what you have said. And eventually the light going to come on and they're going to say, what must I do? Because this ain't working for me. So you got uncleanness, y'all. You got bestiality. People having sex with beasts. With animals in this fallen world. Thinking it ain't nothing. You got incest. You got father and daughter married. Having children. Y'all ain't heard the news? Having children. You got incest. You got cousins marrying cousins. Come on, we're in a fallen world. But the Bible has already been written to tell you. These are the works of the flesh. Oh, I got it. They way down the line. They about 10th cousin. That don't count. They're in the bloodline. 
They're in the bloodline. See, when you know what the word of God said, this is what Jesus died for, y'all. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. Jesus done away with all this stuff. Oh, they sure do look good. I remember my son. I love picking on Jeremy because I can pick on my own son. My son would come home and tell my mama, I saw this pretty girl. Ooh, she pretty. I said, what's the name? I told him. I said, boy, that's your cousin. Dad. <laughs> he told my dad. That's how he was in school. He would always say, dad, how many cousins we got? You better tell people who that people is. I ain't going to lie to you. You better tell people who your peoples is. Because once you date them that long, you don't want to lose them. You come up with excuses. So we look in the word of God, y'all, uncleanness. I'm getting somewhere. Bear with me. Lasciviousness. Listen at this. Y'all, then you have adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variances, which is strife. You have all of these things that are in the world. You have division. You have jealousy. All of this come from a fallen state, which he says is the work of the flesh. So if any of these things is operating in your life, why are you allowing them to operate? Why are you allowing the flesh to rise up when you know it's not right in God's eyes? You know why we allow it? Because some of us are still subject to the ways of the world. This is why you got to have a cleansing, a bath on a, a daily basis in the word. If you are saved and you're not washing with this word, you're going to get stuck in a relationship that you should not get stuck in. And that's why you have broken families and divorce because you say you were saved, but yet and still you didn't flee from what you were doing. Now, why do you think the world say, why should I get saved? And you hanging with me and cheating on your wife. So how, come on somebody. How can you tell me about Jesus and I need to be saved and you cheating on your wife? The Bible tells you that the works of the flesh, people that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The Bible tell you these things, but yet, hold up, y'all. Why did I say adultery, fornication? Why was that the top of the works of the flesh? And then all this uncleanness, and then you get down to strife. I'm going somewhere. Anger. Division in the church. Coming against one another in the church. This was happening in Galatians, and Paul had to address it. Why was Paul saying this? Because Paul was like saying, wait a minute, you saved. These are things that should not be in the house of God. This should not be in the church. So why are these things coming about? Why would Paul tell him these things? Because these things was going on. And he was saying, you got to loose these things. You got to turn away from these things. Jesus already paid the price for these things. So you should not be doing these things. By grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. It was the gift of God. So you got to turn away from these things. And it's not too late to turn away from these things, y'all. You have all the works of the flesh here. So don't tell nobody, don't commit adultery. And you in strife. When you create discord, and discord is one. In the house of God, amongst your brother and sister, telling stuff you shouldn't be telling. Creating all this division in the house of God because you're not doing what the Bible tells you to do. Y'all, we're living in a fallen world and we're bringing it into church. That's what the enemy wants. 
He want to use a carnally minded Christian. That's a fleshly minded Christian to stir up division in the church and let it run through the church. But I thank God for Jesus that when I see it, I begin to sever it at the root and let you know that ain't what the word says. So we want to do what the word is telling us to do. Everybody that confessed Christ don't mean that they have accepted him. It's a heart confession. It has to come from the heart. This is why I say everybody in here got some issues. Everybody got some things they have to deal with. Even looking at a woman and lusting after a woman is sin. And if you ain't casting it, thank God for discerning of spirits. Mm. Because let me tell you something. Even in my position, I minister to a lot of people. And I was standing right there, ministering to this gentleman. I'm looking up at him. He's looking down on, at me. I said, I am up here. I bind that lustful spirit in the name of Jesus. I didn't call his name. I said, I bind that lustful spirit. In the, and my husband's standing right behind me. Because I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. See, you got to deal with the spirit that's coming against you. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against that spirit. And we're fighting the good fight of faith. That's why God has given us authority. He has given us right, y'all. It's more than just being born again. You have to do what the word tells you to do. And that's why the flesh act like it want to faint sometime. Because you won't give the flesh what it wants. You crucifying that flesh through the word of God. Paul said he died daily. The reason why Paul said he died daily because he had a lot of physical things going on with him, going from city to city to city. But Paul began to say, I'm crucified with Christ. He lived a crucified life, y'all. And this is what God is saying today. There's an effect that comes from sin. And we're living in a fallen world. Y'all, this is going to be a continuation because I'm telling you, when you know the effects of sin and what sin does, you can look at yourself before you even assume to go out and minister because a spirit knows a spirit. And the same person you ministering to, if you got a lustful spirit, you'll be in bed with them. And what you going to do then? You got to get yourself in a position. You got to get yourself in a position that you're going to stand doing all you stand. That's why you don't go by yourself. You go in twos. You go in twos. You're there to help one another. That's why you have to be taught to make disciples so you can stand so you won't fall for any and everything. Because everybody that say, (laughs) hmm, people will deceive you. So you have to know what truth is, y'all. Study up on the works of the flesh because this is what was happening with Eve. Eve began to see it. And as she began to see it, the next thing was the lust of the eyes. The flesh began to desire it. Then the eyes began to covet it. What God said she couldn't have. Y'all remember um, David and Bathsheba? He should have been out the war, y'all. David went out, looked on his roof, saw Bathsheba. I got to have that woman. He knew that woman was married once he asked, and he took that woman for himself. She got pregnant. He had her husband killed. Do you see the effects of sin? What first happened? Adultery. Was it not? 
After adultery came, then there was what? Lying, there was murder. All those sins followed one another. What am I telling you? Whatever door you open to sin is going to usher other sins in. Then you're going to be so far gone that some people look at you like you were never saved. And And when you get so far gone, people still behind the pulpit doing that stuff. And people know they're doing that stuff and still listening to what they say. David, when God sent a prophet to him and told him, David said, I have sinned against God. He didn't worry about nobody else. David was getting it right. These days and time, we don't look at God no more. We look at what people think. I don't care what people think. I'm looking to him. Y'all, it's time to look to him, but don't put yourself out there for people to give you a name because that you won't recover from that. You can't be hanging with people and say, put it this way. If you hanging with somebody that's after um, um, men, women, and you know they're after men and you giving them the word and they still want to do what they do, separate yourself. Because the longer you stay with them, you're going to get a name and your house going to be tore up. And they're going to continue to do what they do. Some of you still hanging with friends and you know what they're doing and how they're doing it. But that's my friend. No, 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 no. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And you're not going to put my name out there with you. Because once that name is ruined, it is ruined. Sin is sin, y'all. And there are effects of sin. We're living in a fallen world. We're dealing with murder. Look at the first murder, which was Cain and Abel. King killed his own brother. How? We're dealing with the works of the flesh. Jealousy. Rejection was in the picture. His offering got rejected. He got upset with his brother because his offering was accepted. Is this not happening? Brothers killing one another. House is getting divided. Because when a person gets saved in their house and the husband don't want to save wife, he ready for divorce. You're going to choose your religion over me? As for me and my house. I'm going to serve the Lord, but I'm going to continue to pray for you. So understand, you live in in a fallen world, y'all, and there are effects of sin. Don't let this sin come to your house because God gave Cain an opportunity. He said, Cain, why is your countenance fallen? He said, don't you know when sin's at the door, it wait for you, but you can master it. Some of y'all got sin right at the door. And God is telling you today to master what is at the door. Because if you don't, it's going to affect your whole house. It don't only affect you, it affect your children. Because it go from generation to generation to generation. And some of us are saying, what's wrong with my child? Seek the whole Holy Spirit and break that curse off that child because Jesus paid the price for every curse. He paid the price. You need to say, uh-uh, in this house, I break that curse of adultery. I break that curse of incest. This is why, family, people need to quit sweeping stuff up under the rug and quit sending their children to uncle's house. And mama know what uncle was doing with the young children. But mama want to go out and party and send their children to uncle house. Child come home crying because uncle done mess with the child. Shut up, girl. Go to bed. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Because you want to have your life. Come on, incest is out there, y'all. It's for real. There was an effects from the fault. Read the word of God. See what the word is saying unto you. And as you see the word. You will begin to get into the word and hear what the spirit has to say. God is saying today, 
if you have truly accepted Jesus and what Jesus have done and you know what he's done for you, you need to get out there because we're living in a fallen world. God don't want nobody lost. And you shouldn't want nobody lost. You should be giving them the truth coming from the word of God. Y'all is so much impact in this. I told my husband I had to literally stop. Because the more I got into it, my heart was so grieved. And I'm crying out to Jesus. I said, Lord, do we really know what you've done for us? Do we know the effects of sin? Y'all go back to Adam and Eve, how sin affected them. The thing was. They had fellowship with God. After their eyes was open, they turned from God unto darkness. They knew that they were naked. They hid from God. They were afraid. There was fear, there was guilt, and there was shame. The God that created them, the God that gave them everything, they began to hide. How many of us in this room, when we do wrong, we, we hide from God? We're ashamed. We feel guilty, but guess what? I got a remedy for you. God has given you his spirit. He's given you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is there to convict you of righteousness. He's there to encourage you, to uplift you in the things of God, to let you know to turn from those things. Y'all, it's never too late for us. When you do wrong, repent of what you're doing wrong. Why? So you won't give inroad to the devil because if you leave the door open, he's going to put more there. If you know you said something out of order to somebody, don't wait on me or nobody else to tell you. The Holy Spirit already told you, but you stubborn. You go into rebellion. That's like a sin of witchcraft. They go door witchcraft that's open. And you wonder why everything is going on because you too selfish. They're going to have to apologize to me. I'm not apologizing. They go pride. That's the pride of life. I'm going to be exalted up in here. I'm going to get the glory up in here. If it wasn't for me, nothing would be happening. Come on, pride is all in the church. You're going to bow down to me. I got a title. Hey, how are you doing, Amanda? My name is Amanda. It's apostle. Get it right. Now, what were you saying? Pride. But I don't do that. Because I know who I am. The church is full of this, y'all. The church is full of the world. And the reason why the church don't see it is because the church done got so subject to what the world is doing that they're bringing it in the church. And people done got so mad at me when I talk about Facebook. You can Facebook all day long, but you can't show up in Bible study. Can't show up in church. You You feel too bad. But Facebook is getting something. I didn't feel good today. I had to go to the doctor. Mm. You good enough to text? That's the world, is it not? Or all on Facebook letting people know you ain't feel good. Because you want some attention. That's called rejection that you have. Hear me, see me, be attached to me. Come on, we bringing the world in the church. And then you're going to tell somebody, come on out and fellowship with us. Us don't do this stuff in Miracle Temple. Because if I was a follower of Facebook and I was following and somebody put that up there in here, I would have politely say, what church you say you attend? As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. See, we got too much going on. 
If you're going to be for real, let's be for real. Come on, if you want to commit adultery, do it. Don't hide it. Don't even hide it from your mate. Stand in front of them and say, baby, look, I want another adventure. I done tasted this too much. I just need something. Be a man. Why are you hiding in the dark? Because darkness represents sin. Be a woman. I don't want what you got no more. I need to move on, but I would like to stay here till I find my place, though. <laughs> Come on, let's just tell the truth. Come on, if you're going to be real, be real. If you're going to do what you do, do it. Don't hide. Come on. If you're going to live for Jesus, live for Jesus. Don't sit up here and duck and dodge. In, 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 in the daytime, you're Jesus fan. In the nighttime, you're a freak. Come on, don't do that. Because you can't hide from God. You're taking him to do what you're doing. And you get in church. My body. I don't need no man. That's because you had one last night. Come on, if we're going to be real, I'm telling y'all. If you're going to live for Christ, you got to be sold out for Christ. People got to see the life that you live and reflect Christ. It's time out for playing churches. Too many people dying. We can't reach them because we haven't gotten to a place with God to do what we supposed to be doing according to the word. This is why we got to crucify this flesh every day through the word of God. And the more you get into the word, you ain't going to covet these things. You're not going to desire these things. You're going to lay self aside and say, I'm taking up my cross and I'm following Jesus with everything that's within me. And that's when the Holy Spirit empowers you to do what you got to do. That's how you stay full of him through the word, through praise, through prayer. And when people look at you differently, hallelujah. When your family turn away from you, hallelujah. When the friends turn away from you, do a dance. God, I'm in place now. When people start hating you, hallelujah. But we don't want to give up friends. We'd rather give up Jesus. Well, maybe I'll tone it down. Just a little and don't talk about him as much as I used to talk about him because I'm seeing that they're turning away from me. Oh, I'm going to talk the more because I want you to turn to Jesus. I'm going to give you what Jesus is saying on today. I'm not going on how I feel. If I don't have a friend in this world, I'm going to do what the Lord tell me to do. Do you know some people cannot stand in front of people without thinking what they need to say. When you open your mouth, the word will speak for you. You shouldn't have to put no thought behind this because it's going to come out. Whatever's in you, it's going to come out of you. God is sending today to let you know he's the eliminator, not you. He's already eliminated. He's already taken care of every sin. It is not our job to do that. Our job is to tell them what he has already done. And as we do that, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in and do his job. So let go 
of trying to hammer this word on people or trying to tell them what they ain't because they already know what they ain't. We don't have to tell them all that. We're wasting time, y'all. We want to tell them about the goodness of Jesus and what he'd done for us, and then our life need to reflect that, and then people will say, I want what you got. I want to live the way you live in. You live in a good life. I don't see you complaining. I don't see you always following crowds. I don't see you trying to dress up like the mannequins, trying to tighten it up and do all this. I don't see you. I just see you living a good life. That's the life I want. How do I get the life that you have? Well, let me tell you about Jesus. Come on, y'all. We're trying too hard. We're trying to live too holy too hard. The more you get in that word, that's just your lifestyle. That's just your way of living. People ask me, how do you do what you do? Because I know who I am. And I ain't going to do nothing outside of what he tells me to do, whether you like me or not. I'm going to do what he say do. If I don't have number one looking at me, I'm going to still do what he tell me to do. Why do people run from Miracle Temple? Because they don't want to hear the word. Because they still got foot in the world. And see, they disconnect from the word because they still want to be a part of the falling world. You can't serve two masters. Come on, people get offended so quick. Save folk. They drop a fence quick. Because they got a lot of stuff going on. So today God is saying, know that I'm the eliminator. Sin has already been eliminated. It has already been taken care of. It is only your job to go out and proclaim what I have already done. And as you do that, and as you get into the word, you can live this life that has already been made available for you through my son, Jesus Christ. We're going to continue this miracle temple because I'm, God is not through yet. This right here would take a long time. And we understand the effects of sin. We'll look at ourselves and say, Lord, I'm doing that. I'm going to close on this one. Remember what you see? Television. When you turn your television on in your house, shows appear to be good. But they can put down some cursing. The show, the show good, but they curse like crazy. And if you leave that on and it's going through your house, that stuff float in your head. And when you get upset, you begin to curse like the TV. I'm telling y'all something. When you go up there and you watch sexual activity with supposedly be clean shows, you begin to say, I enjoy my spouse more. Because it's something you saw. And you react in what you saw. But before you saw it, you were just as dead as a doorknob and your husband knew it. Don't touch me. Go on to sleep now. I'm tired. But when you watch television, all of a sudden, hey, honey, how you doing, honey? I'm talking to y'all. Things begin to change. When you go on television and you see items that you ain't thought about before you begin to see yourself with them items because every time you turn around they're flashing before you say come get me come get me come get me i'm yours i'm yours and then you thinking by the end of the month you're gonna be mine y'all 
I'm telling you the honest God truth. This is no lie. Me and my husband can sit in the house TV total silence. And I can sit with the word before me not even missing it. But the moment you turn something on and it catch your attention, it's like you can't even hit the off button. Because it doesn't caught your attention. I'm asking you today, what is catching your attention more than God? Because when something gets my attention and I know it ain't right and the Holy Spirit warned me, click up. I'm turning from you because you done caught my attention and you done took me to a place that I don't need to go today. I bind every thought that I done had due to what I'm seeing because that's not of God. God, You know how I can do that? Because I have a helper and you have one too. You can let go of what you choose to let go of. Well, that's all I got is the tube. I ain't got no other kind of life but the TV. Don't go nowhere. Don't have vacation. Now you telling me to get rid of the tube. What's wrong with you? I ain't telling you to get rid of the tube. I'm telling you to get rid of what you watching that don't promote Christ. Amen. Or anything that's turning you away from Christ, turn it off. Let go of it. Because it's affecting your walk with him. If you want to stay full of him, you got to turn some stuff off. You got to get rid of some stuff. I guarantee if I say a TV fast, some people say, well, I don't watch that TV like that. You watch it. If I say turn it completely off, you'll be shaking at night. Because you got to have something that that TV is bringing. Well, how am I going to know anything if I don't turn on the TV? Back in the Old Testament, they didn't have no TV. That's right. So, y'all, it's time. To let him know that he's the eliminator. Get our minds renewed so we can go out there and let them know what we have now that we're in Christ Jesus. And live that life according to what we have now that we're in Christ Jesus. Amen. Isn't God so, 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 so good? Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. I tell you, I love him. I love Jesus because the more I get closer to him the more I can have compassion on the ones I couldn't have compassion on before. The more that I can have long suffering, y'all. Y'all know what long suffering is. I don't want to deal with that person, but Jesus, thank you for your grace and your mercy that you bestowed on me. God is so good, y'all. So let's do what he will have for us to do and not what we want to do all the time. He's made a way for us in all ways, health-wise, Money-wise, joy, strength, everything that we need, he has given it to us and he has put it in us. And when we need it, we just call it forth because we've been looking into that mirror, which is the word of God. So we say, oh, need some joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Knowing that I have it, we just say, hallelujah. I have the joy of the Lord. And when I say, oh, God, I need some peace in the midst of the storm. I'm calling for peace. Peace be still in the name of Jesus. I have peace. Though the storm is raging, God has given me some peace. I can call it forth from the deep part of me. That's where we're supposed to be, y'all. And we can be that way if we turn aside everything else. But there are hardened hearts in the place. Your heart has become hardened. You're more sensitive to the things of the world than the things of God. And that's why it's so hard for the word to penetrate. That's why it's so hard for you to accept the word. Some people sitting in this room today and saying, ah, did she have to go all there? No, I didn't, but God did. So we give him glory. Do we have any visitors in the house? Any visitors? Do you want to stand up and...